Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. M S W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We're Frangela and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Ba-ba! I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and also on MSW Media. Thank you. Thank you so much. And please, please, please listen to, download, rate, and review, five stars, that is, all the podcasts on all these networks because we are building a community, y'all. That's right. The community's going to take this country back. That's okay. right. That's right. We also want to invite those of you who maybe are saying to yourself, gosh, how can I support this incredible Black woman-owned business? What can I possibly do for these two incredible entrepreneurs and entertainers? What could they do, Francis? Well, we have a suggestion. Why don't you become a Frangela Patreon? And you, you know what you get when you become a Frangela Patreon, Angela? You get three, three, three <laughs> micro idiots. That's three <laughs> micro idiots. Every week is our thank you. Yes. To you for, for helping us to continue to do this work, to do this podcast and everything we do, because you are indeed doing that. Yeah. Um, so thank you. And thank you for those of you who are already Patreon friends. Thank you so much. Thank we you. cannot tell you how much it means to us. It really is. It is sustaining. So thank yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you to all who uh, ordered a cameo last week. It was our joy. We had so much fun. And did you know that you can get a personalized cameo from Frangela? Yes, you can. We can wish you, you know, happy birthday, give you a pep talk, congratulate somebody on, we got a lot of graduations uh, coming Mm -hmm. up. Promotions. Promotions. You know, uh, tell your children to go to sleep, a pep talk for you or for someone else. So go to cameo.com and then put in Frangela and you can get one too. We want to remind you that we're taking off the week of May 30th. We're doing this thing called a vacation. It's exciting. 
I'm very excited. It's it's, it's unfamiliar to me, but I'm excited. And you can always join us every Friday in the third hour of the Stephanie Miller show for the Black Power Hour. What happens? It's where Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills and Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller. And we all do an erotic dance called Blackness. Mm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Frankly. It's amazing. Well, let's kick this this uh, puppy off with uh, <laughs> talking about the state <laughs> Republicans, Senate, I'm sorry, Senate Republicans and uh, Joe Manchin, who crossed over and blocked a bill to enshrine abortion rights into federal law. Francis. Fritz, yeah. could you tell me again why we need to protect, we, we don't want to lose Joe Manson's vote? Can you tell me again? Because that's all I ever hear from people. When I'm like, oh, what, we need to get Joe Manson out of our out of our party. Why are we worried? People are like, oh, but we need his vote. Do we? No, 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 no. Yeah, we do need his vote. Do, but do we, we have, have his vote? That's what I'm saying. Do we have his vote? No, no, we don't have his vote. See, here's my problem. Here is the problem. We have come, we, you know what? You know what? Mm-hmm. Rock meet hard place. Mm-hmm. It's, where the, it's the crux of the biscuit. It's the, the crux, crux of, the biscuit. of the fucking biscuit, Angela. All right. I need this you to hear this. This would have, this, this bill would have guaranteed access to nationwide, nationwide, even if the Supreme Court were to overturn Roe v. Wade, right? We needed 60 votes to take up the Women's Health Protection Act. But to all debate it. This to is to debate it, man, mind debate you. It. Not to pass it, because they keep reporting it that way, but this was to debate it. But 50 Republicans and Manchin voted against proceeding to debate. That's 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 Manchin and Susan. I I I'm gonna protect a woman's right to uh choose Collins. And both of them. Both of them. Both of them bitches. What's her name? Alaska? Yeah. Oh. Shoot. This is the thing. All I've heard, you know, one of the major things I've heard, as you know, is I've consistently argued that I would like to bounce these people, bounce anybody who puts a D behind their name and isn't a Democrat out of the party. All I'm ever told is we have to preserve our slim majority. We have to preserve our slim majority. We have to preserve our slim majority. This is, we've never had, I, I don't know how many things Joe Manchin has to do before we acknowledge that he is not a Democrat. Yeah. Because trust me, he is going to acknowledge it if these Republicans try to take this election in November. If they win this election in November, I guarantee you he's switching sides. Yeah. Like there's no, and he already, and the fact is he doesn't have to put, who cares what the letter is behind his name? He just, this is an enemy move. Let me be clear. Somebody taking away the rights I have over my body, over over half this population's, that is an enemy move. That's not a political difference. These people are our enemies. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not okay. And I need people to stop acting like Joe Manchin is anything other than a Republican. Yep. Biden criticized Republicans' failure to protect access to reproductive health care, saying the vote, quote, runs counter to the will of the majority of American people and that Republicans have chosen to stand in the way of Americans' rights to make the most personal decisions about their own bodies, families, and lives. Vice President Harris added that, quote, the priority should be to prote- elect pro-choice leaders. Well, this takes Hell me we to go. exactly where we ne- I feel like the Democrats need to get focused. Focus up, everybody. 
if you need to understand what is a winning fucking strategy mm-hmm. for 2022, mm-hmm. in the midterms, it is it is protecting your rights and getting out here on a daily basis, screaming like your fucking hair is on fire. Because guess what? It, it is. is. It is on fire. And they're telling you, you don't have the right to put it out. That's right. Let me be clear about something too, because this is, it gets said a lot that the majority of Americans are pro-choice. I don't give a fuck because that's not why we have civil rights. If, if desegregation had been voted on, that's right. I'm not so sure it would have passed. It doesn't matter what in, this is called justice and autonomy and a freedom of choice is about a freedom to privacy and to making decisions about your body, to having agency over your own medical care. And it does not, I don't care if 90% of this country is against it. it that's not why we do things. Gay marriage. Gay marriage isn't, it, it, the reason that it happened when it happened is because yes, public opinion has moved into a better direction on that, but that shouldn't be the reason why. The reason That's why right. is that all of us are supposed to have liberty and all of us are supposed to be free. And that is allegedly enshrined in our so-called constitution, which by the way, nowhere mentions women or black no. people. Like, so the or reality- Asians, Or gay me, me, people. Yes, or gay people. Handicapped people, people of different abilities. Let me tell you something. For me, really sit here and take a moment to think about the fact that a black person could not marry a white person until public opinion was like, eh, it's okay. It's insane. That's not the argument here. The argument is it's a amount of your business. <laughs> the argument is it's personal agency and autonomy over your own body, something that men are not denied in any situation. And we ain't gonna- Not even in prison. We ain't gonna never make a law about the sperm that come. Let me tell you something. I make one fucking egg a month. If you lucky. If I'm lucky at this mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, girl, you, can I tell you something, girl? You ain't making. Okay. You ain't making, you ain't making no egg a month anymore. You, you, I ain't making no eggs. I oh, girl, I don't even know. Look, you don't need to. You can. You, you know check, what? You did can, you check my coop? I'm just saying. Thank you. It's dusty. It's, it's a, dusty. You I got WD. There's nothing in there. They're just oh, I keep tumbling. I just, I, just I keep sitting on the nest. Nothing mm-hmm. happens. No, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> okay. But that's but you still have the right to empty that I, shit out. That's right. And let me tell you something. You know what? I feel just as just as energetic and even more, even more sustainably angry about the fact of the, my rights, people's rights to choose, even if I am not in the in the place of needing, ever needing an abortion again. I don't want that right taken from anybody. And that's that's for for any reason. Thank you. It's it's absolutely insane. And I need us to stop acting like we're protecting some some majority. We're not. We're absolutely not. Fifty-seven percent of Americans say that Roe v. Wade should be left in place. What I'm, what, for me, I am sitting here going, "What are we going to do, America? Seriously, seriously, what are we going and to that, do?" That polling is off. The actual so the, num- the numbers are like seventy, eighty percent. Yeah. Um. Like that. This is about them polling right now, and it's just it's not seriously. One in four women have abortions. People are lying. Yeah. For me, um, my question is. Okay, Roe v. Wade gets turned over America. Then what? what well, do then, 
What then can- you don't have then women all over this country in several states, as you've heard, undoubtedly have trigger laws, which means that I wish we had another term for it, but which means that um, they've already got laws on the books that would therefore become the new law of land. And Michigan has a particularly egregious one. It's from like a really long time ago, right? It's yes. Like an 80 year old law that and um, that there's no exceptions for rape, incest and or the life of the mother, because the only thing you are is a vessel. And they have nothing, my, by the way, at the same time, at the same time that they're going to take away women's rights to regulate our own bodies and, and they're going to have forced pregnancies, they also want to cut, they also want to add to your tax burden, the Republicans. They also yeah, want to make Scott, the, po- every, the poorest people taxes. <laughs> pay more taxes and get less. Yeah. They want to get rid of public education while creating more public. Right. Like, that, like it is, it is in, so draconian and insane Right. Well, the the point is, the point was never about children. The point is about control. And I know that's not a new conversation, but my point here is like your, our rights get taken away by people that who sat before us and said they wouldn't. That's right. For me as an American and as a Democrat, I go, what do we do then? Because we have then a government that is acting against the will of the people. That's right. Well, I frankly, there's a judicial uh, uh, conduct bill that's being introduced in the House and undoubtedly will not pass the Senate. Um, but uh, that needs to ha- that needs to go into effect. That also puts the Supreme Court under some judicial ethics rules because the, there's for the first fucker, uh, Justice Miss McRapey McBrewstein, he yeah. like fucking whatever had like a hundred and something like he shouldn't even be there um because he lied mm-hmm. uh to get in um and then clarence thomas is of course an, unethic- an unethical fool and i do believe it's his wife who leaked this decision but i look at the situation and i'm like we have been and i cannot get on mad francis i can't get on mad about being told over and over again by liberal men to not worry about this that yeah. you shouldn't be don't be a single issue voter that we've got other things like don't worry about this because now all of a sudden what we all recognize is this isn't just a single issue no and just is a is a really fucked up way to put my personal autonomy like that's some sort of hobby of mine yeah. um that not everybody needs to be concerned about but on top of it the idea of what people now understand finally is that these people what they're saying is that nothing's in, if it's not explicitly in that first document they don't want to hear about it and you know why because that first document doesn't explicitly state shit which is why they had the amendments yep. so he was in this situation right now where absolutely be enraged, absolutely be organizing, absolutely. I, there is no excuse for people not voting. No, there is no excuse. No. Republican Senator Susan Collins called the police Ooh. over a chalk message in front of her house Ooh. asking her to support Women's Health Protection Act. Collins called the chalk message that said, uh, Susie, <laughs> please. Mainers want WHPA. Vote yes. Clean up your mess a, quote, defacement of public property in front of our home. Collins, a moderate, pro-choice. No. So she says. No. Senate she, no, take that out. She, yeah, because no. let me tell you something. She can't no. be pro-choice and then block a bill to enshrine abortion rights. Oh, into block the law. debate, Francis. Block the debate. This was the, to have the debate about it. They won't even talk about it. That's the problem. Okay, like, Collins like, also voted bitch. against the Women's Health Protection Act. Yep. But this is my thing, B- bitch. Why are you still voting for her? 
Why are you still voting for her? Oh, Why oh, are you still oh. voting for her? And on top of it, on top of it, this bitch has the nerve to be offended by that chalk message in front of her house. Do you know? I'm sorry. Because Dr. Tiller got killed. I'm yeah. trying to understand, like, wh- why she thinks, she thinks that, she, uh, first of all, it's chalk. Second of all, fuck you. Yeah. It's called peaceful protest and fuck all the way off. It's not yeah. defense. I mean, I can't even believe she had the temer- the audacity to put this forward as some sort of, like, violation of what? Her right to privacy? She can right. fuck all the way off. Fuck I don't want to hear ever again that we are protecting her or that we need her. We don't need these people because this is what they do. This yeah. is who they are. This, these are not, these are our enemies. <laughs> don't, yeah. Like these aren't people we have a disagreement with. They're enemies. Yeah. Okay. Several people who served as fake Republican electors in Georgia are cooperating with the criminal probe of Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election. I need to stop right here. Because mm-hmm. now we're talking about the Eastman emails that went out to Pennsylvania to uh, suggest that they make up the they get a fake slate of electors. Mm-hmm. Why are we acting as if Georgia, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Michigan, Arizona that this is not a widespread coup? And but, but you know we we're calling it that, but we're not prosecuting it or treating oh. it as if. All of these things are fucking connected. Eastman was sent. We, the president of the United States, Trump, called up the people in Georgia, That's asked right. them to find oh. votes. And don't I don't believe for a minute he didn't call other people and do the same thing with them. Yes. They just don't have it. They're just not turning him in. Thank like that—that's the reality. What's who's the rapper that got arrested uh, earlier this week for? trying to do rico right 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 like as the leadership of the gang um god i can't remember who it is right now but i'm like we have in writing in the eastman memo the plot laid out right but for some reason we can't seem to get our mind around the fact that this is rico and and we you know when we watch the news and we text each other i'm getting really sick of people not being able to call a spade a spade and not a black person what i'm getting really sick of is when we have all this evidence that these people are insurrectionist racist ethno state wanting fucking nazi wannabes mitch mcconnell etc people saying well it's about power that like that, like the, like it's harder to call them what they are which yeah. is racist misogynist xenophobic asshole you know um just just into being dictators in dictatorships um for some reason no 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 it's some other like intent matters to me but on top of it just but they're behaving this is who they are and 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 this is what they did and and, they wrote it down and they and i mean come on man and and for me also to each to keep speaking about each one of these things as if they're separate incidents. Right, oh, they have nothing to do if, with each if, other. That's right, as if Trump didn't know what was happening. Coincidence. Coincidence. And then, you know what? He just happened to be calling down to Georgia and Eastman just happened to be working Pennsylvania and and and, and this one just happened to be doing this. And, and you know what? The Supreme Court uh, justice's wife just happened to be, you know, texting and, and this plan just happened to be in place before election day. I can't. I'm, I mean, and, and I'm going to tell you something. It, I don't know how many different ways we can say it because I'm sure 
the people, everybody in government listens to this podcast. I'm going to tell you the two things that you need to run on. One, accountability. Nobody's above the law. Go punish the people. Yeah. Go get them. Press the charges. Your justice department is full of shit if they don't. I have zero faith. And you can't blame that on the Republicans. You can't blame my lack of faith in the Justice Department and in our in, in these branches of government holding other branches of government accountable. I can't blame the Republicans for that anymore. I really can't. We have to step forward and we have to punish this idea that I even I pissed me off to hear Eric Holder on many different. He has a book coming out, like everyone, um, on on all the shows talking about how you know he he wouldn't have until recently evidence has come forward. He he probably wouldn't have considered bringing um. And invest or charges up uh, against the former president because he was a former president, right? And and how would that have looked or seemed? And I was like, I just this idea that we only prosecute laws when it looks okay to do. Like I don't understand because, because this, this, me, this logic because that's not why we prosecute people. What? Because I'm going to tell you why. Because as you brought up that black rap, rapper, that's a good look for the American justice system, right? Is to go and and take down that guy, right? But 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 the American justice system cannot and will not will not hold white men accountable in this country. Well, that's why we have something called white collar crime. That's Thank why we got you. a different prison for those prisoners. Thank you. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kimberly, host of the Start Me Up podcast. If you like your politics with some loose talk and salty language, you're going to love my show. I interview the coolest people like Mary Trump, Kathy Griffin, and DNC chair Jamie Harrison. The Start Me Up podcast has an easygoing, casual style and a strong emphasis on left-leaning politics. We also have frank discussions about sex and more than a few spirited rants. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup or wherever you get your podcasts and start listening today. Welcome back. Well, this is a horrible number. Overdose death deaths hit second straight annual record in 2021. A record number of people, nearly 108,000, died from drug overdoses in the United States last year. An increase of 15% that followed a catastrophic 30% surge in 2020, according to preliminary new data released. Um, here's what I say, you know, all of these things are not unconnected. No, they absolutely are connected. What happened in 2020? Yeah. COVID. Yeah. COVID. COVID and, People you know, were home with nothing. With nothing. And no outlets. And it took, and I have friends in recovery who are participants in like programs like AA and NA. And it at those programs, it took a minute, obviously, for all of us to figure out how to handle it. But before they could have before anybody was doing Zoom, you know, or Zoom meetings, and people lost their support systems if they had them. And, you, you know, know, and also, you know, early on in the pandemic, everybody thought that they had a two week vacation. Yeah. And every remember, everybody was drinking. Remember Binging that? And Binging and drinking and yeah. eating and thinking. And, I, and then it was another two weeks. So it didn't seem so bad. And then all of a sudden. It had been six months. Yeah. And I think, and, and I remember. We know more than one person who identified themselves as an alcoholic during that, that year. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, then, and a lot of people started saying, whoa, I am drinking a lot. And that's just regular people. That was just 
normal. But then you think when you think if you have if if you have the disease, right? Mm-hmm. And you're there alone, and you're you know We're already dealing with it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So that was for regular quote unquote regular people. But have we addressed mental health as an issue in this country? No, no, no. But no. I, what I am, I mean, we busy. I know we got a lot to do, but no, 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 no. But I am grateful for the fact that I feel like we have turned the corner, especially with young people and I'm young people. I'm going to say between the ages of, you know, 25 and, and 40 and 40 have gone, you know what? I, I, I'm going to go to better health. I'm going to go, I'm going to get some online if I can, if I have the mm-hmm. means to get some online help, a lot of people have seemed to to do it because we I run mean, into the the whole digital divide there again too. Yep, like it's it's an access and ability and all that, and you know, um, it's I the opioid crisis and the whole the drug abuse and and alcohol abuse and 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 our you know awareness around um, these issues. It's it's so right now is so hard. And the thing is, I think that like, I, I'm always asking you, like, what do you, what do you call it when you're not at the P and the PTSD yet? Right. right. Because it's like, I think that we we're in TSD and we have been, yeah. I, I frankly, I think the entire Trump presidency was that. Yeah. And then when we, I thought I was going to get this huge relief upon Biden's election and, and I did, it took a while. Mm-hmm. But I did. And then they managed, they've managed to suck that away because these people take away everything good and decent. They take yeah. away everything good and decent. And then on top of it, you know, besides the absolute terror of a worldwide pandemic that has not stopped and that we're in this weird place of sort of like it stopped, but it hasn't. Um, people aren't getting vaccinated and they should, or they're not getting the booster and they should. And it's, it's really, there's just so much going on. And I, I know that we, we can't say this enough. If you are feeling anything, you've got to do, reach out to people, yeah. reach out to the people in your world, reach out to us. If you have to put 911 in the subject line at frangela at gmail.com. And, and so we know, so don't get lost in the email, put 911 like, and, and, and call, look online for online help. If you're able to do that, because it is scary to me. And in, and in looking at people and those, the amount of people that died from overdoses, it's, you know, it's really, really scary. Yeah. Um. How how p- alone people are and how much this is happening. Yeah. 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 So you know, let's let's try to keep community, please, because that's that's one of the first places is fellowship and um, having people to talk to and being there for each other even more. Um, this year, workers at Amazon, Starbucks, and other major corporations are winning the wave of union elections, often in the face of long odds and employer resistance. Um, I, you know, I, in the last couple of days, they've been, you know, having all the programs have had the guy from Amazon, the African-American fellow, who was able to get a union going finally at Amazon and, uh, and these wins are showing that it's possible for determined groups of workers to break through powerful employers' use of union-busting tactics. You know what? I, it didn't occur to me, but when I read this in this article, they were talking about those tactics include ranging from alleged retaliatory firings to alleged surveillance to force attendance at anti-union, quote-unquote, captive audience meetings. And I was like, that's what they do to at uh, anti-abortion clinics. Yeah. They make you sit there as a cap- captive mm-hmm. 
member and watch their videos because I've gone through that with a friend. Right, mm -hmm. thinking that she was trying in the eighties. Thought that she was at a clinic where she could get an abortion, and it wasn't. The whole, and it was a fake clinic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like, interesting. They have the same tactic. Yep. Well, that's why this this uh, editorial that Francis is reading from is talks about the Pro Act. If you haven't heard about it, it's the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. Um, the Pro Act would create the first serious monetary penalties for employers that retaliate against workers for unionizing, which is shocking to me that it'd be the first. I'm like, wow. Um, it also creates a process for using med mediation, inviting arbitration, whatever. So the Pro Act is something to definitely look into. And also, uh, Congress needs to adequately fund a board that we know about, the National Labor Review Board. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. We have availed ourselves of the National Labor Review Board, and it is an excellent, excellent government agency that is really there to is. protect workers. If you have concerns as a worker who's in union about your union, that's what the NLRB does. Yep. They make sure that unions act right. Yep. <laughs> right? And, and employers, but unions also. When we had a problem with our union, we went to them. That's right. And, and you know what's like. really important about the fact that we, how we need unions? Here's a really, really heartbreaking example. A recent study found that during the first year of the pandemic, workers in unionized nursing homes were less likely to get infected with COVID than workers in non-union facilities. Meanwhile, the study found that the residents of unionized nursing homes were less likely to die from COVID than those living in non-union homes. That's, what does that tell you? Yep. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Nope. Tells you that the union is still protecting workers and keeping that people if alive. Yeah, if the rules aren't there, what happens is workers yep. die. Yeah. If the unions aren't there, people die at their jobs. Yep. They yep. don't have the ability to resist fight and fight back for their own protection. And in this environment, especially with COVID, with a COVID overlay, not even talking about workers' rights, you know, quality of life uh workers pay we're not even getting we're talking about people's lives and walking in the door and being in an environment that is protector that will protect your life we need unions and that is our final word and now it's time for emails emails time to go get your emails we want to thank you for writing to us at franchise08gmail.com this first email is from sarah b Mm -hmm. She says, listen to you from a plane. I just listened to your most recent show on a flight from DC to Seattle and you were giving me life. Oh. It was great to hear you both as enraged as I am about the Supreme Court opinion. Thanks for keeping me company and giving me encouragement that I am not alone. Sarah, no, you are not alone. Yes. And this is from John. Uh, he says, hi, ladies. Just wanted to thank you for Susan's cameo. She was so surprised. At first, she thought it was something I did randomly and found on the web, but then she, for someone named Susan, but then she realized that you were talking to her, LOL. And uh, so she really enjoyed her cameo. And thank you. We love you, John. And he says, thanks again for the awesome video. Love you both. He says, P.S. Angela, she's always hated spiders, so she's definitely on our side. <laughs> he's he, they, we really do enjoy doing the cameos and that one was a lot of fun and i love that she didn't recognize it at first thought maybe we just did a generic like you know like you get those pencils at the store that have you know sarah angela amy whatever like mm -hmm. it was like our sarah one like no girl it's you you, you special it's and beautiful you. and loved you. 
And now it's time for resistance wrap up. In addition to getting everyone you know registered, making sure they are voting in any and all upcoming elections, especially the midterms, we wanted to let you know so you could do whatever you want with this information, uh, contact, write, tweet, whatever, protest um, some of the companies that have donated to anti-abortion political groups. Yep. Uh, since 2016, uh, Google has donated over half a million dollars to those groups, um, including two and over $220,000 to the RGA. Mm-hmm. Um and a bunch of oh my gosh all these Amazon mm-hmm. has done close to a million dollars to anti-abortion political committees. Uh, AT and T has done one point four million to anti-abortion political committees. Citibank, Coca, you said Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Two point uh, six million. Six yes. Mm-hmm. So Walmart, uh, which you would you just would have guessed, but Walmart, Verizon, yes, yes, and Comcast, I, uh, General Motors, T-Mobile, Wells Fargo, Walgreens, yeah. And so Peter Thiel just invested in uh, millions in a company to combat what he likes to call woke corporations, and what they, what the the right, really far right, doesn't want to have happen is um, political. Uh, or, corporations to be accountable for their behavior and that they should have to do the right things like not support anti-abortion uh, political yeah. uh, yeah. companies. And, and so what I think is, it is the next vista for us all is getting, you know, these companies to say, you know what, you can't, you can't be using my money that I Thank give you, you to uh, work against me. Thank you. It's right. absolutely imperative that we use all of the places that we have our voice and that we get we heard. Yes, year. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. Today, we discuss Miro. Listen, when it comes to running client workshops, the dream, of course, is to get those creative juices flowing, right? But typically what ends up happening is thousands of hours get wasted because of poorly facilitated meetings. So I have Maya with me today. She's a consultant who runs Fortune 100 workshops from leadership training to team building, and she has the insider tip on what makes things work. Maya? Thank you, Jason. I've been doing this a long time. My number one tip is to bring everyone into that visual collaboration platform. So personally, I use Miro and it's completely changed how I interact with the room. You have to give people a way to feel like they're in the room even when they're not. That's something you can do easily in Miro. Otherwise, they've seen the same slides and format thousand times. Falling asleep, eyes glazing over, yawns, all that. Exactly. When people follow me on the Miro board, everyone is literally going on a journey with me. We're adding thoughts, we're reacting, and we're voting for the best ideas. It's great. Connective magic. I like it. That's M-I-R-O dot com.